0: Welcome to the Athletes Mindset Academy podcast, where we help gymnastics coaches and parents develop happy, healthy athletes who know how to win. Let's get started.
1: I'm so happy to have some, it's kind of spontaneous today. We're kind of excited. I, they didn't know they were going to be on the podcast. I said, hey, Coach Berg, we're doing this. So I have a super cool friend, slash she's a, an athlete and she's a, um, a business coworker, Erin. It's like everything, right? So I have (laughs) Aaron McMullen and Laura Berg with me for this podcast today. And I just said, guys, let's just get some of the information that we're going to talk about out to everybody who's listening. There's so many amazing, inspiring stories. And I'm just about to hear Coach Berg's story, but Aaron is going to introduce her for us. So Aaron, take it away. Okay, so Coach Berg was my
0: coach at Oregon State for two years. Um, And in those two years, I've learned amazing things just mental toughness you know what it takes to be a great competitor and what it takes to be a good person a great person actually so um I remember I my first interaction when I got to Oregon State was at a breakfast and we were discussing some bowling that went on the night before with my teammates and we were just talking about it and I was like I wanted to win I was like yeah I was there for fun but I wanted to win (laughs) so um (laughs) And I was nervous because I'm like, oh my gosh, an Olympian is sitting right in front of me. What do I do? Yeah. But as time went on, I realized she is just like us and she brings out know. the best. Are we sure? In everybody. <laughs> I, I'm way sure. I mean, she's sneaky and has pranks and stuff like that. And I was called baby giraffe, but it's fine. But That's a different story.
2: <laughs> that's so, yeah, the Whole um, story behind that.
0: But <laughs> she holds four gold medals and or is it yeah probably more well, that. I wish it
2: was four gold medals it's three gold medals and the other one we don't talk
0: about <laughs> okay yeah we're not we're not going to talk yeah. about that one yeah. but
1: anyway so
0: yeah super stoked <laughs> to have her as my coach and I was the whole two years
1: I was there um where and, did coach you at, Aaron tell us about which college Sorry, I repeat that what what college were you at what coach what where did she coach you
0: So, she coached me at Oregon State University. Um, I was pumped to be in the Pac 12. Um, I had an amazing academic experience there, and I just learned a lot about life and a lot about what it takes to be a great competitor and a go getter from her. So, um, yeah, it was great, you know, facing that type of competition. Um, Some personal things, you know, happened, and I wanted to be closer to family. And she's been my cheerleader since day one. So, I had a great relationship leaving you know while and while i was there so that's that's the biggest thing i think for me and um i battle anxiety every now and then and she's been one to remind me and to help me just to just be tough to you know help get through those hard workouts like treat life like a hard workout sometimes and you're gonna come out on top so
1: love it that's how i that's my experience with her and Aaron. Also I appreciate that. So, yeah. Ned, I don't think that I paid her anything for that. So, Coach Berg, you must have some good philosophies <laughs> about how you these guys. And, and she's not even, you know, she's not even one of your athletes directly anymore. And she still just loves you and talks about you. So tell us some of your philosophy and some of your stories.
2: I just, you know, I had a great time with Erin. She was just always one of those ones that, you know, would run through a wall for you. And, you know, one of the the baby giraffe, you know, story is it was a really tough workout and a lot of the stuff that I did with uh, training for the Olympic team was stuff that I put them through. And so um, it was a tough workout with, um, with some bands and legs were just wobbly. And she had to run out of these bands and she just kind of fell a few times getting to the, to the finish line. But she got up every single time. That was key. She got up every single time and she finished it. When now I have there. a visual. <laughs> yes, yes. You know, I'm sure there's a, a, some people who would have fallen and just would have stayed down, laughing, too embarrassed, or what have you. But Erin kept getting back up, and, and she
1: finished it out. It was very, very gutsy. Mm, I love it. So how do you keep people like Erin just adoring you so much? What do you do when, obviously, you're not an easy coach if you're giving them workouts like you had when you were training for the Olympics. So what's your what's your background? What do you do? What is your drive for these guys? Um, I just being able to,
2: to work with student athletes really is, um, something special, you know, to be able to, uh, kind of help them through, through college and help them, you know, get ready for the world world is something that is very, you know, something I'm passionate about Mm -hmm. and to be able to do that really is an honor. And not everybody gets, gets to, to work with young women like that. Um, young, strong women, Mm-hmm. And uh, to be able to kind of push them and steer them in in the direction that they want to go to is really, um, you know, something pretty cool. And want them to realize that you know I was in their shoes shoes once. You know, you know I think I've told this story to Erin before when she was either a freshman or a sophomore. You know, I wasn't born you know in my mom's arms, and she's like, "Oh, look, an Olympian!" You know, I th- you know I'm a human being too. I put you know my pants on one leg at a time and you know, I was in a position where they were at, at, at some point and, you know, having to deal with gains and pressure of winning and schoolwork and, you know, managing your time and all that. And I, I, I understand it. I get it. And, you know, I want them to know that, that you just push through, you push through and, 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 uh, you deal with the anxiety you deal. That's one thing that I've really learned from people like Aaron is like, I'd never really have, um, had anxiety, I don't know that feeling. Mm-hmm. And to be able to learn from them to to have compassion and have uh, empathy for those that do have it. And so I really learned a lot from from uh
1: athletes like Aaron. Mm-hmm. I love it. So tell us a little bit, you said that you have a twin. I don't think Aaron mentioned that. You have a twin, a which, twin. who also <laughs> love the same sport. So you had a built in buddy to practice, which is amazing. Yep. Um Tell me a little bit how that was growing up. You went to the same college together and then what happened after that to pull you towards a higher level of the sport and she just became somebody who was a support it sounded like from there. So tell me about your experiences.
2: Um, So my twin, Randy, she was shortstop uh, infield. I was outfield and uh, I'm eight minutes older than her and she was kind of growing up this happy-go-lucky kind of person and I was extremely shy even going into college. And Randy would pretend to be me on the phone when someone would call and, or if I had to set something up, you know, doctor's appointment or something, she would pretend to be me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I always had somebody somebody to play catch with. You know, I know she played professionally, I didn't. Um, and I know, you know, she, she retired a little bit earlier than I did, um, but she still was there. She was in Atlanta when I got my first gold medal. And, you know, I tell us to everyone that, you know, I don't have that gold medal without my sister. And, you know, to always have somebody there to play catch or feed the machine or, you know, um, hit me fly balls or, you know, pitch to me or something like that. It was always somebody she, even when I worked at Fresno State and and, uh, she was done playing ball, she would still get up early in the morning and go to the weight room with me and we'd get our workout in and then she would be done for the day and
1: I'd head to the office and so I think we're all a little envious we all want one of those people who are just <laughs> yeah. we're supposed yeah. to learn how to get our own back right that's confidence get your own back but you're like I'll just have my sister get it
2: <laughs> yes yes
1: <laughs> Randy is uh she's just
2: she's a hard worker she really is even to this day she just whatever task you put in front of her she you know will do it and she won't complain about it she won't grip about it she'll just get it
1: done and she she'll get the next task done without you even asking so now no, she, she did go on out after a collegiate to go pro pro ball. She did, yeah. And then and then you went on to to go to a, a few Olympics. It sounds like, yeah. right? Why yeah. not just do four? If we're going to do four, <laughs> right? Just do yeah. four, yeah. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about your experience because there had to have been some emotional roller coasters. Like, when do you want to stop doing Olympics? What was the experience from one to another? Was it a completely different experience every time you went to different Olympics? Because I'm I'm assuming the teams weren't always the same. Right. There was a, there was a core of
2: us that kind of stayed together through the the first three Olympics. And then um, I was the only one uh, who did four Mm -hmm. um, from the US. There's, I think there's like three or four from Australia that did it. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, each Olympics was very different. Obviously, 96 being the first one, my parents were there, my sister were there. Mm -hmm. Um, 2000 was very different. Uh, I had to deal with uh, my fiance uh, breaking his neck. And becoming a quad a week before the Olympic tryouts, so just uh, having to deal with that, and I probably didn't deal with it um, the way that I should have. You know, I kind of. What do you just, mean? Do you well, mean going and talking to someone. I didn't talk. I kept. I kept everything in, and so. Don't you um, think
1: athletes do that though? We just keep yeah. pushing. When you say you got to keep pushing, sometimes instead of stopping and talking, we just we make our body physically just keep going. Right. Right.
2: And, you know, I just, I had some mental issues as well, you know, thinking, oh my gosh, you know, Eric got hurt, you know, I'm off on a jog and thinking, oh my gosh, I'm going to get hurt.
1: You know, mm-hmm. I'm going to turn an
2: ankle or I'm going to come down off of the curb and hurt something. And I just, you know, I had to go in and, and talk to Jim Bauman, who was our sports psychologist at the time. And he helped me be able to push through and work on some exercises to be able to get through. Cause I would be in the weight room in this wave of like, oh my gosh, I'm going to get hurt, you know,
1: um, kind of rush over me. Interesting how your, your fiance was injured and we, and we do this often with athletes. All of a sudden we see somebody else and our brain goes, what if that affects you right now? Even though there's no evidence that it could, right? but the idea of it, it can be overwhelming. Right. And you know, if I
2: can do it all over again, I would have gone and, and, you know, talked to a therapist, you know, about some of the things that I, I had to deal with you know, being older, you know, being a little bit, I guess you could say wiser. I don't know. I guess it depends on who you talk to, but, uh, <laughs> you know, I would, uh, I would go and, and, and talk to somebody, but, um,
1: you know, and then and maybe, maybe you wouldn't have, because that's exactly what you knew at the time. So it's always easy hindsight, but at the time that was your best defense, right. Is, is what it sounds like to me now. I'm not yes. I'm not, I I always think it's great to go talk to somebody like you said, but at that time that wasn't for you, your best idea for you. You just wanted to push forward because you had something big coming up. So how did things go with everything?
2: Um, You know, I eventually I was able to be able to push through, you know, Jim helped me um, be able to push away those thoughts Mm -hmm. thinking that, you know, I was going to get injured and it it never got brought up again. I never, I never thought about it. Um, You know, once the Olympic games were, were done and over with um even even probably before the olympic Games started the the thoughts were were fleeting and they were they were gone i i learned to be able to how to um kind of push through mm-hmm. you know and keep those block those thoughts from from getting in that's fascinating well and she
0: knows how to have fun because we had a lot of fun on we had a lot of fun on road trips you know rescuing a hacky sack from a roof and probably cal berkeley's campus or something that was berkeley yeah i mean, We would hoist her up and then, Hey, get this thing off of here so we can play, Mm -hmm. you know? So there are things like that, that, you know, broke the ice or whatever tension that we had Mm -hmm. that helped us realize, okay, yeah, we're competitors, but we're real people who have fun too, while we're competing. So
1: did you find (laughs) that at the Olympic level too, that you were able to break the ice? Is that kind of your natural personality is to, at certain levels, you just kind of break the ice to keep it a little bit more light, or I'm just wondering at the level you were a competitor. Yeah. Is that something that you did with your team? It sounds like from Erin's perspective, is that kind of just who you are? It's just, it's just who I impact. am. Yeah, I've done it with every team.
2: Um, I know when to do it and I know when not to do it. I think that's kind of the difference of, you know, it's okay to have fun and to goof off and, but you got to be able to know when to turn it on and when to, to, to not do it. Um, there, there's a time and a place for it.
1: Well, as a of that Olympics, I'm, I keep because inter- I have so many thoughts right now that from all these stories, there's pieces. I'm getting pieces, but I'm like, I want to finish that a little bit. Got the what gold medal. Well, that, so you got a gold medal. That one, you ended up being able to, like you said, reshift, redirect, and really focus on right. what you wanted to get done in that moment. Right, and I happen to be the one to hit the winning run in. You were. How weird is that? Okay, tell us about that moment because these <laughs> are the kind of glory moments that everybody's hoping to have. So yeah. tell me about that. When you can you remember your mindset going up to hit, up to bat?
2: I, it was weird. It was one, probably one of the most common bats I've ever had. I get more nervous now watching it on TV. It's super weird, <laughs> uh, but it's it's one of the most common ba- bats I've ever had. Because I remember, you know, putting the work in. I remember, you know, this is something that that we train for our whole life. Yeah. And so, and I remember just trusting in, in the process, trusting in, in the work that I put in that I can just, whatever happens, happens. Mm-hmm. And so I just, you know, was able to put, you know, my best foot forward and, you know, go with, go with the result. And it ended up going in our favor.
1: Mm. Well, yeah, you, you never get to decide the outcome, but you can decide right. how you're going to going into it. And that's always going to affect the outcome for you. Right. Right but you right. feel really good about your performance. Obviously, it's not even just about the win to me. Like you can, people can win all the time and they feel a little bit like, oh, I could have given more, I could have done more. But you, you know how there's just, you get to a yeah. point where winning isn't the thing. It's, am I getting to the highest level that I could possibly be at? Right. And right. so the idea of you going up to the last bat, feeling calm, trusting in the process, I think yeah. that's the feeling that most uh, like amateur, most younger competitors are striving to feel. Right. They get in and they choke up and they tense up and the swing, the the rhythm goes off. And, and that's because of, a, I, I believe it's just about managing your emotion around believing that you are prepared. Yeah.
2: Well, and just even knowing that you, you, you've put yourself in a position to be successful.
1: Mm-hmm. You know,
2: if you put the work in, then that's what you got to trust. Mm-hmm. And you go from there. Even if you, even if you fail, mm-hmm. you still can look yourself in the mirror and know you gave it your best shot. You've put yourself in a position to be successful. Yeah. So, you know, it, it, it's, not necessarily failure you just we just ran out a number of
0: outs you know and you learn from it like yeah. after you're like okay hey, i did this so what what do i need to do differently what thought process should i implement to make you know more successes happen right so
1: well my question with that then going on with aaron saying laura when you get to the very top when you've won a gold medal at the olympics kind of like michael phelps like why do you keep repeating it. Is it because you think there's even more that you have inside of you that you're not done showing, proving to yourself what you're capable of? Well, I just,
2: I still loved playing. I still loved competing. You know, I still wanted to be out there. The, the thrill of, you know, being up on that podium with my sisters, my family,
1: (laughs) you know, and,
2: you know, having that medal around your neck and your hand over your heart and you, you know, see your flag rise, above everybody else's in your national anthem, there's just no other feeling like that. And every time, you know, I'm up on that the the chalk line and, you know, right before the game starts and the national anthem is playing,
1: it puts me right back up there on that podium. Oh, you can just feel it. You just gotta oh yeah. That's so fun. So you get to really love that experience over and over. So I know you don't want to bring up the one, but I'm curious because there's always something that we learn from everything. Like you said, we're not going to talk about, but the one is obviously the one that we want to talk about to see what you learned and what, how it's made you into a better coach, a better person, whatever. I don't know what happened. If you don't want to talk about that, we
2: just, you know, we came up short and we were the best team in that tournament, but Japan was the best team that day Mm. and how it is right. That's all it is. It's Any day. You know, it happens and it, it doesn't, you know, look down on, on, on us, on our team. And, you know, we're bad athletes and we're bad softball players because we didn't bring home the gold. That's not it. You, right. We just didn't have it that day. And you know,
1: that happens. So my question is personally for you, you know, how, when you, when you get down to the end of the day, like I said, it's not usually even about the win or the loss. It's about, was that my, my personal best? In right. that yeah. moment because your personal best at any moment could look different but right in the moment is that so did you feel the calmness when you were walking up to the bat did you feel the same kind of emotions that, that's what i'm curious because to me everything's about an emotion we want yeah. this emotion yeah we
2: i mean we put we left it all in the field there was nothing left that we can put out there yeah and so at the end of the day if you can look yourself in the mirror and know you gave it everything you got yes then you're a success
1: yeah and you've had a few experiences with that to be able to see both mm-hmm. sides of it and you've had a lot of success i mean three out of four is Pretty good success, at the <laughs> end. And as you said, it is, just a it, little bit. I mean, it's just a gold medal at the Olympics. We're not, you know, just we're not, not a here. But you know, I do get participation <laughs> ribbons sometimes, so I can, I can relate to you. <laughs> <laughs> oh so, but, but what I'm saying is, in, in the end of the day, it is like you said, Japan. That day, that was their game, and it wasn't because of anything that you guys felt like, oh, we could have done more. It's just in the moment. Yeah. It is what it is but your emotion can still be so fulfilling at the end of that and right. that's where i think it's really important for everybody is is the losses even if it's at the olympic level you you can still feel so happy with your result it's yeah.
0: because she's a badass
1: that's why
0: if we if we are being uh, um, not inappropriate or something. Well,
1: Erin, come on. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) we're adults here. (laughs) Well, thank you so much. And Laura, is there, I'm just curious, because there's always, obviously, there's so many ways I want to go with this, but with time, I want to know a couple of things that you've learned as a coach that maybe you could share with coaches, especially at the collegiate level. and, And maybe as a coach, I'm sure you have some respect for coaches that you've had. And also as an athlete, are there some things that you learned to be able to make it so you could walk onto the field? Like you said, you trusted in the process. Are there a couple of things that you could say, hey, as coaches, maybe this would help having more athletes like Aaron coming back to you saying, I just really respect what you've done. I really appreciate the, uh, who you were as a coach to me. What do you? What could you tell coaches that might help them? And then maybe share something as an athlete on that side of it that might help those who want to go further than just collegiate athletes or athletics.
2: Yeah, I think the, the biggest thing is, is understanding anxiety. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, as an athlete, I never really um, experienced it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've been, I've been reading up on some books. I've been talking to some people to really kind of understand and put myself and see it from the lens of somebody else, because I obviously, you know, I see it from my lens. Mm -hmm. I just can't see it from theirs. And I'm trying to learn how to be able to do that. So then I can have that uh, connection with them Mm -hmm. um, when they have an an anxious moment. Um, And to be able to kind of connect like that is, you know, from one human being to another, not coach to a player
1: from one human being to another human being. I love that. I love that. And to remember that's one of the hard things is separating yourself from the sport, realizing that this is a person before they're an athlete. Right. And then as an athlete, what did you do to be able to get to the level that you, what do you, I mean, other than having an awesome backup, (laughs) an awesome sister, Nick, (laughs) to be your constant buddy all the time, throw the ball to you. What else do you think drove you to get you to where you you went? Right. Yeah.
2: I, I think a couple of things is one is the mental toughness. You know, I think, to be able to to really work on your mental game just as much as you do your physical game because it really is ninety percent mental, you know. As yeah, really yeah. positive, you know. It just and and then you know work. You you just you can't. You have to outwork people. You got to be able to want to put the work in. You can't, you know, expect a level results with C level effort. You know, you got to be able to put the work in and be able to trust it. That's how you can go into the batter's box or
1: in the circle with the confidence that 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 you want. I love it. Thank you. Those are so important. Erin, I'm just going to have you throw in just for a second. One more thought. As being an athlete, Coach Berg, you already told us some great things about her. Can you give us maybe just one thing that you can remember that she maybe would say all the time to your team or to you or something that she would just do to help you as you guys were getting either ready to go up to a, a, a game or on the way? Is there anything that stands out to you that's just something specific that you can say, you know, this coach, she always said this or did this. I'm just curious.
0: Well, she was intense, which is good because I, obviously I needed to be more intense sometimes because I would beat myself up more than any other person or any other teammate or, you know, whatever would. Mm -hmm. So, um, I just remembered, you know, you have to have tunnel vision and you have to be focused and you have to work your butt off because I know she worked hard to help us, you know, succeed. So I, I just took her level of intensity and internalized it and was like, hey, this is what needs to happen to win and not just in softball, but in the classroom too, because if we don't have the grades, we can't play. Mm. So that just, I try to just understand everything, you know, being a person first, athlete, you know, everything. So she just helped with that laser, laser focus and attention to detail, so.
1: I love that. And I love that you repeated being a human first. I think that's something that could be said about coach Berg. It sounds like she sees the human before she sees the athlete and sees uh-huh. the picture and the intensity she puts in just as much energy as she expects from everybody else this is what, what I'm assuming you're saying is you saw her work hard. So you were going to work hard too, kind of, to I wanted to mimic that, you know, I wanted
0: to be there to mimic that and to lead by an example rather than, you know, my voice, because I knew that, actions speak louder than words. And I wanted to, you know, relay that message onto my teammates, to people watching me, to, you know, young girls who want to compete at that level. I want to be like, okay, you can walk the walk, but can you talk the talk, you know, or something that, you know, like that. So, but yeah, her work ethic, her just, you know, motivation, inspiration, everything she resonates just with me. You. she 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 didn't have to tell me I just like look in her eyes and go okay you know I probably should do this a little bit better or
1: you know something so love it and and those listeners you guys you have to uh, we're gonna do an interview just with Erin separately for a podcast coming up so we want to hear her story too but coach Berg thank you so much Erin it sounds like you've grown into those um baby giraffe legs and Yeah. (laughs) yeah they're not
0: Jenny Finch legs but they're baby giraffe legs kind of I don't know yeah
1: we're working on them still Hey you guys, you're so. awesome. Thank you so much for sharing with people just some of your stories. And Coach Berg, I'm sure you have so many more. So we might have to have you on here again and focus on one story at a time. I want to hear it all the way through from beginning to end. So You got it. Thank you just you. let me know when. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Right. Okay, guys. This is Coach Amy.
0: Thanks for tuning in. We believe that you've got this but we would love to help you in your athletic journey. We know you need to get maximum results in the shortest time possible.
1: So we've created a program with short, effective lessons and coaching that you can fit between practice and the rest of life. We coach parents, coaches,
0: and athletes in the mental and emotional health tools they need to create an environment for athletes to thrive. Invest in the one thing that will have the greatest impact on your success your mind. Check us out at athletesmindsetacademy.com. Let's do this.